With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the BSN Denver Buffs Podcast. Powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. 40, 35, dodges the butter, 30, 25, 20, 5, touchdown, Colorado! Isaiah Oliver with his second pick, but return of the game. Amazing. The Buffs lead 19-10. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Koenigsberg and Jake Shapiro. Welcome into the PSN Buffs podcast. Ryan Koenigsberg, Jake Shapiro here. We've also got Allie Monroy on the pod. Yes. Uh, I, allowed her, I allowed her back on. Yeah, I haven't opinion. been on for like the past two weeks. I know some of you might have been worried, but Ryan. She was on take probation. She no, had a, that's she had a good not take true. while she was on probation, I believe. Yeah, what was that? I don't know. I remember you having a quite specifically good take. Probably. You know, I really do. They just don't let that be shown because they don't want people to start liking me more than them. Actually heard. This isn't a visual thing. This is auditory. Heard. Okay. Well. Yeah, we speak words. All right. I'm going (laughs) to. Football fans are flooding the (laughs) online marketplace, putting big action on the football games, and then they have to wait weeks to collect their cash. There's nothing more frustrating. That's why thousands of online players are going to mybookie.lv. They offer real Las Vegas odds, incredible player props, and live in-game action with odds updated in real time. And as we just told you, fast, no hassle payouts when you win. Join now and they'll match your first deposit, dollar for dollar, up to $1,000. Get an extra 10% bonus on top of that. When you sign up and deposit today, just make sure you use promo code BSNDenver. Expert or rookie, you got to go check out mybookie.lv. Ryan, it ended. It did end. It did end. I know what you're going for. The Buffs are no longer undefeated against the spread this year. Really tough. Really tough. But uh, I guess you'll just take the W and move on. But you know what? They actually are undefeated against the spread uh, if you betted on them in the opening poll. If you bet on them. Betted. Betted. Bet. 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 I'm going to start editing your guys' regular sentence. You do that on a normal basis. Which is completely You do that on a normal basis. Yeah, I just did it again. I'm the worst editor here, and I'm the editor of this site. You shouldn't admit that. <laughs> I just, That's not true, All I'm saying Jay. is this is a team effort, uh, as you guys know, as are the Colorado Buffaloes right now. It took a team effort to win that game against UCLA. Oof. They won 20-10. to 10. They are now the 12th-ranked Colorado Buffaloes, but first got to talk about the UCLA game a little bit. Without the defense, without the special teams, UCLA might win in a blowout in that game. Come back. Uh, yeah, a little I don't bit. know I mean, if they would with, Yeah, if there was out. no defense on the field, period. Right, that's what I was saying. <laughs> if there was no defense or special teams, they would have scored yeah, a lot I of points. I think they would, yeah. I think you got that right. No, <laughs> but they were a spectacular, and, and not really the special teams as a whole, but the defense was – But the special teams did pick up. Right. No, I mean, they made the play of the game mm-hmm. in terms of the punt return and two really big punt returns, actually. But And they kicked a few key field goals. They were two for three. They missed a, they missed a big one, but they did enough. They right. did more than they have. And they did more than the offense. And to be honest, that defense did, well, carried that team in a way that I can't remember happening at CU 
ever in my time watching them. Uh, two games in a row now, the defense has completely carried the team. And you're seeing, I think I talked about this last week, you're seeing a team that now knows how to win a game in a million different ways. And that's the mark of a great team. And that's the mark of a team that truly deserves to be ranked 12th in the country. Like, they really are that good because they had the p- powerful offense coming out of the season. They won the shootout in Oregon. Now you come back, you're able to win games completely on the back of your defense. Um, you get, you know, the biggest play at the big time. When was the last time the Buffs got the big play at the right time? Like, they, their offense had nothing going for them. All of a sudden, Isaiah Oliver takes one to the house. That's what good teams do. And you're almost buying yourself time now to get that offense back on track. And I think they have a great chance to do that this week. In the Stanford game, the Buffs got the bounces. In the UCLA game, the Buffs were the clutch team. And that's what you're starting to notice. And I talked to Tedrick Thompson about what you were saying a little bit today, uh, about how the defense has won two consecutive games. And yeah, he, he agreed with me. He said, you know what? We, we've won it on the backs of our defense. Our offense didn't come through. They need to. But early in the season, our, we were letting the offense 100%. down. 100%. I mean, I, I said that earlier. I, few weeks ago I was like I think the defense struggles when the offense makes mistakes when when there would be a fumble or something would happen and the defense had to come straight out they would they wouldn't do as well as they should have and now they've picked it up and I mean coach Max said during his press conference yesterday offense lights up the scoreboard but defense wins championships and that's what you've seen from the team these past two weeks they the defense is what's helping the offense like pick up on the struggles that they've been having the past few games no doubt, and uh, it's the reason why Colorado, in my opinion, they, they go up to 12 in the rankings. They go up from 15 to 12. Uh, it was their first game on national TV since the CSU game. Sure, they weren't uberly impressive. They didn't blow UCLA away, but to me, it was a very impressive Colorado victory because they played a horrid game and still found a way to beat. Yeah, you know what? They're 3-6 and six and 1-5 and five in conference, but they're a very talented UCLA club. Oh, and you saw that on their defense completely. I mean, it wasn't just the Buffs being terrible on offense. UCLA defense was giving them fits. Uh, it, it was, And I said this on our postgame. It was the first time I've seen the Colorado receivers lose one-on-one battles on the outside. Yeah, they were getting worked out there. I mean, the offensive line was honestly getting worked, which actually is a bit concerning going forward because UCLA isn't the most uh, Tough defense. talented defensive front they'll face. I think Utah is actually more talented up front. And then Washington, if that game were to happen, is even more talented than that. So they need to get that figured out a little bit, but that defense brought it in that game from UCLA's side. And That being said, Cepho really needs to kick it into gear. I'm not sure what is going on, but since he came back from that ankle injury, he doesn't look comfortable. He doesn't look in rhythm. He's not making the throws he was making look really easy in the beginning of the season that we had never really seen him make before that. Now he needs to come back. They really haven't had a chance to take many shots. Uh, I just He needs something to click for him if this team is going to reach the goals that they want to reach. I agree, but then you go into how people are like, well, Cepho didn't play well, put Montez in. But Montez also didn't play very well that game either. He did throw an interception, and then he was right out after that, and Cepho came back in. Yeah, if you're still calling for Montez, I mean, you already know my feelings on that. But We'll talk a little bit about that later in the podcast uh, just because I've seen some stuff about that and I want to talk about it again because uh, quarterback controversy drives people's attention. And yes, it does. This is a show. It does. <laughs> and we like attention. But <laughs> UCLA's defense led by uh, Josh Brown uh, – sorry, Jalen Brown. Takaris and, McKinley. And 
Thank you. That's, that's like saying his name. <laughs> and and Tootie Mar Marner. Tootie Adi Marner. Either way, those were some impressive players, and they really exposed some problems in the Buffs defense or sorry, offense, and I think it started with the play calling, and, and I talked about this a little bit post-game, but Philip, you come out on your first drive in good, great field position after UCLA struggled to Move get a ball. snap off, and they had a punt that was terrible, and they come out with five wide. What has worked for the Buffs when they're playing well this year? Running the ball and running the ball early. Why go away from that? I don't know. Coaches outsmart themselves sometimes, I think. And I think they figured that after UCLA came off that loss to Utah in which Joe Williams absolutely ran all over them, I think they thought Utah is going to think – or, sorry, UCLA is going to think we're going to come out and run the ball on them. Let's catch them off guard and go throw the ball on them. It's just a case, to, in my opinion, of, of a coach outthinking themselves. Yeah, it, and, but the issue was that Phil Lindsay really never got going in the game. Uh, he started to a little bit in the second half, and that's when the Buffs were at their best. They hit two consecutive field goals at the start of the second half. But it was pretty uh, – the Buffs were exposed, I think, in a lot of different ways. But they were also shown to be how good of a club they can be and how good that they are because how, how many mistakes they made and they still overcame it. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. They actually Gary Kubiak talking to the Broncos two weeks ago when they won said we made enough mistakes tonight to lose three games and we still won. That's exactly how I felt about the Buffs. Coach Mack actually talked about that. He said he's not during the press conference. He said he's not comparing himself to the Broncos, but he talked about how the Broncos certain games last year when they won the Super Bowl. There were games where they shouldn't have won, but their defense found ways to win, and that's what he kept saying is that's the difference from this Buffs team than last year. They, they're Even if it's sloppy, even if it wasn't the type of win that he would have wanted, they're still finding ways to win, and that's something he hasn't seen in the past from his own team. Exactly, and I think that was the most important thing we saw that night. That was, in a weird way, was championship football because they found the ugliest way to win a game. Max said that today. He, he said that, you know, defenses win championships. Defenses, th their defense won that game. Their defense won the Stanford game. And I think you can, if you're Mike McIntyre, Jim Levitt, rely on your defense to consistently win you games. Sure, you're going to need more than 20 points to win games in the Pac-12. But this defense you can rely upon to hold opponents under three touchdowns. Here's what you're thinking of if you're Mike McIntyre and his staff right now. Imagine how good we can be if our defense Definitely. plays like that and our offense plays like they did in the beginning of the season. And if you can play like that from here on out, I mean, you have a chance to compete for real championships. I mean, the Buffs' best overall game was the first half against CSU. Yeah, and they put it on them. I mean, even against Arizona State. Yeah. They were balling still. And Washington, or not Washington State. Idaho or State. Yeah, Idaho State and Oregon. So it's not as if this offense has shown to be inept all season. We know what they're capable of, and now we know what that defense is capable of. Two games in a row, completely shutting down teams. If you're able to get those two things to click, and that's what every team tries to do is play their best football at this time of the year, the gold games as Matt calls them. If you're able to get those two things to click, your ceiling 
is non-existent. Not even just those two things, though. Isaiah Oliver said it's the, all three things. They need to pick up on the offense. The defense is playing solid. They have to continue that. And their special teams has to step up the, like the way they did last game. The only thing that about that special teams is from a field goal and punting standpoint, they haven't really showed a very high ceiling. Yeah. So both offense and defense have showed they, they're capable of greatness. The special teams, in my opinion, just kind of has to tread water. I don't know how big of a get-back Davis Price is from the illness. I think he... He kicks low, too. Right. I, I think he adds a little bit, but I don't think he's the savior for that kicking unit. If he was, he would have been starting at the beginning of the season. Right. And I want to harp on... Or even after Diego, Diego went down. Yeah. I want to harp on this one second. Uh, Colorado, 12th-ranked team in the country. They're also the 12th-ranked defense in terms of points per game allowed in the country at 17.2. Washington slightly ahead of them at 17.0. The best team in the country is Michigan at 10.7. They've allowed less than uh, 100 points scored this year. They've actually allowed 96, for which 28 of which came against the Colorado Buffaloes. Uh, and, of course, Colorado's two losses this year are against uh, third-ranked Michigan and 20th-ranked USC. So looking at Colorado and kind of where they're going and where they've been, Right now, they're in a tremendous spot, and we're going to cover this a little bit later in the podcast, but in terms of what they need to do and what they need to fix, it's obviously their offense because their defense is brilliant. Their defense is an elite defense in the country, and there's no question about it when it comes to their overall game, their forcing of turnovers, their forcing of sacks. Their defense is as legit as it gets. And we haven't even mentioned that they did all of that on defense the other night without their best pass rusher in Jimmy Gilbert. Yeah, that was huge. Who, who Christian would have guessed Shaver. that? Christian Shaver stepped up and got two sacks. And what is it that we always say? Jim Levitt is a mastermind. He is. And I think he's proven that to a great extent now. I, I mean, agree. He took a terrible defense run by Kent Bear and turned them into a fantastic defense. We're going to come right back on the BSN Buffs podcast. We're going to talk about the 12th ranking of the Colorado Buffaloes as well as talk about their game against Arizona at Arizona. We've got some fun stuff for you later in the pod, so stick around. But first, got to tell you about the Colorado Keg House. Nitros, Ales, IPAs, stop. Wrong. See, i got to say Dale's at Pale Ale. If Wrong. I don't say Dale's Pale Ale, I can't say Ale. Just Ale. <laughs> uh, they are the home for Colorado Craft Beer, 36 in Wadsworth, right next to the uh, Broomfield Event Center. 30 big screen TVs, flat screen TVs, I believe they call them nowadays. Good place to go watch college football on a Saturday afternoon, so go Those do that there. Those two things aren't mutually exclusive. I guess you could have a flat screen that's not, not a, big a big screen. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They've got, well, they, all the 30 of them are both, are big screen, yes. flat screens. So it's extra special, guys. Uh, more screens than we've seen out of the Colorado Buffaloes offense this year. Ooh. Love them big and flat. <laughs> we'll be right back in the BSM Buffs podcast. Fossil Trace Golf Club is a destination for golfers across the country. Tucked into the foothills of Golden, Colorado, Fossil Trace is one of the most unique courses in America. Hole 12 was named one of the most fun 18 holes in America by Golf Digest. Fossil Trace is 5280's best golf course, and it's less than 20 minutes from downtown Denver. Go to Fossil Trace to escape the ordinary and discover the extraordinary with prehistoric and modern. Schedule your tea time up to 60 days in advance at FossilTrace.com. 
Preferred Organic Therapy is one of Denver's original dispensaries. They've carried a fine list of award-winning strains since 2009, and they now carry Colorado's largest selection of edibles. You'll find other things like Apothecana oils and creams, Marcaha oral tinctures, and Charlotte's Web CBD. Nobody gives you the variety that Preferred Organic Therapy does. We're conveniently located off of I-25 and Colorado Boulevard. Preferred Organic Therapy, a better way to heal. Back on the BSN Buffs podcast, uh, we're going to talk about the Colorado Buffs 12th ranking in the nation. But first, I've got to tell you about MyBookie.LV. It's a place where you can make some serious cash while watching football. Thousands of experts and rookies are playing and winning big there. They offer real Las Vegas odds, amazing player props, and live in-game action with odds updated in real time. But the best thing about MyBookie.LV is the fast, no-hassle payouts when you win. Join now and they'll match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to $1,000. Get an extra 10% bonus on top of that when you deposit today and use promo code BSNDenver. That's promo code BSNDenver. Expert or rookie, you got to go check out mybookie.lv. Sign up today. I'll let you in on a little secret. You don't actually have to do it today because <laughs> we've only been running this ad for six months with the same thing. <laughs> well, if you want to make your fast, your cash fast, you got to do it today. You got to do it before Saturday so you can lay on the buffs. Well, the buffs going into Arizona, <laughs> ranked number 12 in the country. That's kind of wild. Speaking of wild cats, great one. Nice. Great one. Should I come into this? Uh, oh, I'll come into the next Arizona segment with uh, while we beat to death in Tucson just to make Allie's day. I, they were playing it, and I was dancing. Oh, is that what you were dancing to <laughs> last segment? <laughs> Ryan just stares me down. I'm just like, in from your roommate back in Boulder. We got to watch the copyright infringement. You got to stop Ooh, there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to confuse that for the real song. Hey. Oh, wow. Shame. All right. I got someone came up to me earlier, or not earlier, but. At some point, it was saying how you guys just are too much of bullies to me. <laughs> and they said they support me. They're like, don't worry. I'm there for you. Uh, so, you know. Was that Will's girlfriend? No, it wasn't Will's <laughs> girlfriend. Okay. But I know she'd defend me, too. I think she's actually on our side. I don't. <laughs> I just, Jews got to stick together, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Why would she be on your side? Either way, speaking of throwing shade... Selection committee, college football selection committee, certainly didn't sh thro throw shade at the Col Colorado Buffaloes. Wow. I, what? <laughs> I sounded like Kyle um. from SNL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, sports. I thought 13 is where they were going to be. They've kind of become the, the selection committee's, like, darling, in my opinion. Yeah, I think uh, so, too. Coming in at 15 was really high. They bump them up another three spots. It's almost like the committee is saying, like, please, Colorado, let us sneak you into the playoff at the end of the season. Like, we just want to keep moving you up. Just keep winning, and we'll keep bumping you up. Because it's not – the Buffs didn't do anything impressive. I know we, we just talked about how it was championship football, but, like, that's not what the college football committee is trying to see. They want to see dominant teams that they think are going to go, you know, win championships. And destroy games like UCLA, which w we all predicted. We right, We all exactly. predicted that. I was close to UCLA's score because I said 38-13, they scored 10, but – the offense kind of let down my prediction there. But to be 12 means that you have a legit chance at, win at, at getting all the way up there. And we talked about it from the beginning that two teams have come from 15 or 16 and moved up into the top four before the end of the season. Now the buffs are certainly trending in the right way. You win again, certainly one or two are going to fall in front of you, and you just keep going up. They control their own destiny, I they think, in the college football playoff, which is uh, 
which is a scary, which is a a, a scary thought in a way that, that it could flip this. They don't quite control their own destiny. I think they do. No, they don't. I think. Why they do you do. say they don't? Because there's a lot of teams in front of them that have less losses than them. That's true. So I think there's seven undefeated slash one loss teams. You're not. They're not getting in over any of those one loss teams. But most of those teams have to play each. A lot of those teams have to play each other. They don't control their own destiny. And any, I think that they can top Texas A and they can top Texas A and M uh, without even Texas A and M losing another game. And I think Texas A and M will lose another game because their starting quarterbacks hurt. That, all of that might happen. They still don't control their own destiny. They need help in front of them. If they just win out and everyone else wins out, or ever everyone besides the team that play each other that can win out win out, they're still not in. All right. Well, uh, moving forward though. What is the buff ceiling, and, and what, what happens in that scenario that you're describing right now if the buffs went out and they don't get that help that you, that you say? I mean, I think the worst they could get to if they went out is seven, which is so wild. I mean, it's that means they're still going to the Rose Bowl, which has basically been their goal since they got into the Pac-12, and I know things have changed a little bit with the college football playoff, but one of the first things they said when they got here was, we want to go to the Rose Bowl. And you get to number seven in the country, you go to the Rose Bowl, and you have a chance of winning the Rose Bowl. Even if you don't, you're like that's they they go from getting three star, two star, unranked recruits to all of a sudden five star recruits are knocking on your door, and you're talking about the rise going places that we never even imagined could be possible. So whether they make the college football playoff or not is kind of irrelevant to me. Obviously, you want to make it. The chance of them actually winning the national championship is pretty slim. I, I don't think anyone here would probably give them a chance going up against Alabama. But no matter really what happens from here on out, the season is, is a success and has a chance to become – I mean, you win the Rose Bowl and everyone is, you know, burning couches in the streets of Boulder. So I agree. I think that's crazy that they – that this is, like, actually what people are talking about, like – Colorado like in right it's not just us anymore no it's like actually a possibility they're ranked 12th like when did we ever think that was possible like we were talking about like yes like is Pac-12 championship a reach is that making it a bowl game is that okay for the season like that was just a few weeks ago and the fact that this is it now that they're ranked 12th that is like insane to me that that is a conversation that we're having right now I was thinking actually in the car today if someone would have asked me before the season, when do you think the next time Colorado will be ranked in the top 15 is? I probably would have said, like, three years at least. They did it in 11 weeks. Actually, I, 10 weeks. I think with that being said, it's been a successful season no matter what, like you said earlier. Right. I mean, everything that's happening right now is might as well have, like, fog around the edges of it because it's a dream. And y'all my dream. Yeah. It's oh extremely my God. Mike McIntyre voice. Extremely Mike McIntyre voice. You're my dream. <laughs> no, so I, I say it, I'll say it every week. Soak it up. Like, look, there's a 12 next to CU when it comes across the bottom line. Like, soak all that up because there won't ever be a season like this again, ever. And it was so close to being better than 12. If Sepa Lufau stays healthy against Michigan and the punting team doesn't go awry, awry if Sepa Lufau's maybe healthy for USC. Those two could not, maybe, maybe won't, wouldn't be losses. And the reason I say that is because the Colorado Safe Outlook question of the week is, given the past two games, is Cephalufau still 100% your guy? And the overwhelming response so far is yes, no question. Uh, 
Montez would likely have struggled as well. Sefo undefeated in games he's finished, which is more important than games you start. I will say that. Uh, would Montez have won uh, UCLA, Stanford, Arizona State, this guy asked? Probably not. Uh, Till he gets hurt or graduate, he's 100% my guy, Matt T says. Uh, the only person that is not 100% behind Cephalufau is uh, one of the buff Twitter, uh, someone that's always on buff Twitter is uh, Angry A Sports. He's Team Montez. Uh, and is he really? What yeah. did he say? Yeah. Yep, he uh, hashtag Team Montez. Uh, and I don't think that that's, we've gone over it so many times, but Cephalufau, Yes, he's had two poor games and whatever, but he's still gotten the job done. Two and in those two wins. games. Right. That's, and that's all that matters at the end of the day, and no matter the, how ugly it is. The most important stat that someone said is he's undefeated in, in games where he played the full game. And, or even, you know, every game he's finished, he, they've won. And that, to me, is all you need to look at. Because Steven Montez didn't play all that well against UCLA. He... Made one really great throw against, UC, uh, against UCLA. I think I meant to say USC the first time. He made one really good throw against UCLA and then backed it up with a really bad one after that. He's still a kid, and that's okay. Literally playing frat life football. Right. Like, that's okay. He's supposed to be raw. He's supposed to be young. And I talked to him He's about a redshirt freshman. So you leave the game, you leave this season in the hands of your senior, of your leader, of the heartbeat of this team of the toughest guy on the team, and so on. And I know this is so hard for people to grasp because I was explaining this on uh, Ryan Edwards' show, also on the BSN Denver Podcast Network, about why Sefo Lufau is so important to this team because he was trying to criticize him, saying, hey, you know, Sefo has had two poor games. And I, I, it's, it's hard to explain, and I know most of the people on the inside that listen to this podcast understand what Sefo Lufau means to this team, but just know from everything we hear, we see – Sefo Lufau needs to be under center or in that shotgun snap, whatever you call it when you're playing the shotgun. He needs to be that guy for the Colorado Buffaloes or everything goes awry. And the second Steven Montez took the field and Sefo Lufau looked like he was hurt during that UCLA game, there was a lot of doubt in the stands. And there was a lot of doubt in the eyes of the players, in my opinion. I didn't see that. Um, I thought they, I think, and I don't even think what you said, everything goes awry, is true. I think they'd be fine, really, with either guy. But there's a reason Sefo is the starter from day one this season. There's a reason that he's the leader of this team. There's a reason that he's the captain of this team. Everyone out there believes on him, believes in him. And when he goes in the huddle, they all have this feeling that Sefo's going to take care of it. I just don't think Steven Montez is a guy that can win you games in November right now. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. But we know for a fact that Sefo is the guy for this team right now. And that was shown in UCLA when he got his face mask pulled, turned to the ref, Turned to the ref and was like, hey, got the call and threw a pass to Phil. And, like, he doesn't matter. Like, he started picking it up then. He gets frustrated when he he admitted it. Right after the game, he was like, I admit that most, like, a lot of the mistakes, not all of them, but he was like, I take full responsibility on the offense not playing as well as they should. And even that, like, he gets frustrated and he sees that and he still comes out fighting. He still looks at the ref, gets the call, <laughs> makes an amazing throw, and gets the first down. And if, that's what Montez, I feel like, wouldn't be able to do at this point right now. That should have been the number season, one play on SportsCenter, by the way. If this season was, like, just a little bit more special, that could have been Sefo's Heisman moment. Like, no joke. That was one of those, 
like th that'll go down in history as one of the craziest plays I've ever I mean, seen. Mean Mac did say Sefo could win the Heisman a year. He and did half say that one time. It's funny. I was looking at my time hop today, and three years ago I was tweeting about a Buffs game, and I tweeted about Sefo. I don't even know how he keeps getting up, and he's continued to get up every single time for the next for the last three years. Are they going to rename the Buffalo Heart Award after him? Probably not. But well, he, someone he better win the damn thing. Someone wrote in the safe outlet question of the week. Um, absolutely, but based on his performance, I'm concerned there's an injury we'll find out about in the offseason again. What are your thoughts? He hasn't played that well, but in my opinion, the O-line just couldn't give him enough time last week. That was it. Like, he just wasn't, didn't have that much time in the pocket. He was pressured, and he just couldn't find his wide receivers, and then he couldn't grab Phil, and so it was just he had too much pressure on him and didn't have enough time to execute those plays. Yeah, we talked about that earlier with the offensive line. I mean, they got worked up front. And he was – I mean, you kept seeing he really wanted to take that shot downfield. Even the one where he got injured on was because he was just waiting and waiting and waiting and knowing that the pressure was coming. He sat in there. Uh, but they didn't protect him well at all. Now, I don't disagree with the tweeter there who said that because his, his, his ankle is not completely healthy. And it won't be because yeah. that's what happens when you get those high ankle sprains. Uh, but – I don't think that's necessarily the biggest thing affecting him. I think Allie's onto it there with the offensive line struggling a little bit. And I think this is the week for them to get all of that figured out, all of that straightened out. Go out there, lay some, some big points out there, and, and feel good going into those last two games that are going to be the highest profile games Colorado's had in 15 years. But before they can get to those two high profile games, they got to get past Arizona. Is it a trap game? How can Colorado win? Should Colorado win? Both of those are yes. Uh, and what do the Buffaloes need to do to take care of business out in Tucson? We're going to come back on the other side of this break, and we're going to review that stuff next. Jackson's Hole opened in March of 1977 and quickly became the place for watching sports. Almost 40 years later, and Jackson's All-American Sports Grill is keeping the reputation alive. There's 65 and 70-inch TVs everywhere, the food is still amazing, and there's almost 30 beers on tap, including our table taps that you can control at your own booth. Come down to Jackson's All-American Sports Grill in Greenwood Village off Arapahoe and I-25, the original sports grill. By staying at the forefront of cannabis genetics, cultivation, and quality control, the clinic provides the best cannabis you'll find. And with 50 awards, they've won more than any other dispensary in Colorado. There's also a brand new clinic location right next to the Colorado Light Rail Station. And if you bring in a ticket from the game, they'll give you 15% off your entire purchase there. Seriously, check them out. Go to the new location off Colorado or go to theclinickcolorado.com. Back on the BSN Buffs podcast, coming to you from the Blake Street Tavern, as always. Uh, love this place, but if you can't make it down here, stop off at the Clock Tower Grill. $3 Long Islands on Monday, 75-cent wings on Wednesday, $3 shots on Friday. It is the perfect place to get your pregame on right off the Lincoln Light Rail Station. Tell them we sent you why not. Uh, that's the Lincoln Light Rail Station and the Clock Tower Grill. But we're here at the Blake Street Tavern right now, and we're going to preview the Colorado Buffaloes game against the Arizona Wildcats. We've got Ali Monroy, Ryan Koningsberg, Jake Shapiro, and Woo! Sam Weaver. Another uh, girl taking over. <laughs> give her that mic. She, she's giggling. Say hi. Say hi. Hey. So <laughs> we uh, – She's the one that normally does our previews, so we thought, why not come have her on the preview part of that of this podcast? So 
here she is joining us. The Arizona Wildcats, two and seven on the year. Uh, the they have been awful. They are the last place team in the Pac-12. It is basically a reverse of what we've seen in the last few years, where Rich Rodriguez and the Arizona Wildcats were fighting for the top of the conference, and the Buffaloes were fighting for any sort of, I guess, win of any type at, at those points and any respectability. Uh, Arizona's two wins on the year have come against Grambling State and Hawaii, so they might be better than last year's buffs. Uh, no. Just going to stab people <laughs> where it hurts. Uh, no. But uh, they have been terrible for the large part. Uh, they lost 69, nice, to 7 last weekend against the ranked Washington State Cougars, making that doubly nice. Uh, oh, my God. And uh, <laughs> they have had a lot of issues at their quarterback position. They've played three different quarterbacks this year. Uh, right now they've settled on – is it – is it, is it Brian Dawkins' nephew or something? Or am I making that up? I don't know. Like, the Dawkins for CSU is related to, to Brian Dawkins, so. Maybe I'm making Everyone yeah. is related to Brian Dawkins. A lot of Dawkins. Uh, either way, from the Colorado Buffalo's perspective, they're going out on the road. They're finishing after that home game against UCLA, uh, which they won 20 to 10. And they've got two more home games, which are both going to be against ranked opponents, Washington State and Utah. My first question to you. Is this a trap game? No, there's no trap games when there's so much at stake for the Buffs at this point in the season. First of all, they have a lot to work on. They have a lot of issues right now. It's not one of these things where they just feel like they're cruising and they're like, oh, well, we can start looking forward to Washington State. They know that they have to win all their games right now if they want to reach their goals. And if they do win all their games, they're guaranteed to reach their goal of making it to the Pac-12 championship game. So. There's no trap games. And I don't think this team as a whole can have trap games because they've been they've been at the bottom for so long that they don't – every game means so much to them. Every win means so much to them. So, no, there's no trap games with three, with three games left in the season. You don't fall into a trap. I agree. I don't think this is a trap game. I think it's actually a perfect opportunity for CU to take the time to work on some issues that they have been having – have been having – that's incorrect grammar. <laughs> Editing yourself now. There we go. But some of the issues that they have had, um, I think this gives them, Coach Mack was talking about how he feels like the offense is in a lull. Same with Sefo. I think this gives them the opportunity because Arizona's defense or defense hasn't been that good either this season. I mean, I think it's not just their quarterback issues. I think they, their team as a whole has just struggled. And so I think this is where a chance for the Buffs offense to step it up, relax, come out hot the way they usually do, and just play the game. Hit your wide receivers, hit Phil, hit your running backs, but just take this opportunity before Washington State, before Utah, to relax, go back to the basics, and just really work on it before you hit a hard teams. I will say, if they don't get the offense right in this game, you it's time to maybe panic. Uh, Arizona giving up 475 yards a game, 202 on the ground, uh, and giving up 37.1 points per game. So this is that game where you better get it right or else you really start having to be concerned because Washington State even has a good defense now and Utah has a really good defense. So you got to get this right here. You got to score at least 35 points and you have to get it right this weekend 
or else maybe you are starting to worry about that offense going down the stretch. I agree. I think you have to dominate this weekend. Yeah, and you know what? I compare it to an early season basketball game where you almost don't go in with a great game plan for the other team. You game plan for yourselves. You try to put yourselves in the best position. You always put your, try to put yourself in the best position in the win, but you try to play, you game plan to play your game and your game only and try to do all the things you do best. And I think the Buffs need to do that this weekend is try to get their offense going and clicking again in that form. I talked to Tedrick Thompson about the narrative of, uh, of it being a trap game, especially for some of the younger guys who don't know that they've lost to Arizona every single year that they've played them. They're 0-4. Right. And Ted goes, nah, all these guys know by now we've lost to all these teams. we got to beat them all. And I was like, all right, that's a great answer. And, and he's right. You know, Every single week they beat someone that they haven't beaten. All these younger guys know they haven't beaten anyone, anybody. Anybody. And now they're beating them all. And it's you can't take any of that for granted. And I think that's really rubbed off on the younger guys, what the older guys have. And, and that goes back to the leadership of this team. I just remembered, though, this, the stat on this is not right because the Buffs did beat Arizona against uh, when John Embry, when Nick Embry. Foles was the quarterback. Right. They haven't beat him with McIntyre, but – they have beat them since they joined the conference. That game was crazy. It was like 60-mile-per-hour wins in Folsom Field, and no one could throw the ball, and the Buffs and Speedy Stewart ran all over uh, Arizona and won. That was a fun game to be at. Not to not sit in the, really. Not to sit in the in – the, I don't know. I like crazy games. Like, I'm the guy that likes the baseball games that go 19 innings and, like – Yeah, like, I am too, but when you have wind blowing in your ear holes for, like, four hours – it is not good. I think I wore air muffs and my dad didn't, so I was like loading the entire time. I was like, ah, this is great. I got ear muffs. You don't. <laughs> like, so, like, it was one of the. It's I don't like, think dudes are allowed to wear ear muffs. No, they are. I, I went through that's, a phase. That's a fashion statement. I think my Guys junior or senior year of high school where I was wearing like headband air muff things. Well, Ooh, not like don't that, do that. But, I mean, not. No, like. There's Louis Vuitton. They like have some stylish. No, like, they were like Gap. They were like Gap. I am trying to help you. No, out there's, <laughs> there's no helping. Literally, me. I'm trying to. I am being roasted by three girls currently. You're being. No, I'm not roasting you. I'm you, helping you. You're so badly wanting to roast me. No, she was on I'm your not. side. I was. You I want you to be. Yourself. I want you to be not on you my just side. You roasted yourself. Self, self own. Literally. Just hands pointing at me. <laughs> <laughs> Whose man's is this? Oh uh, God. I've got a question for Sam because there are a lot of matchups in this game, obviously, as there are in all games. But Sam, what matchups could we see being the most interesting for this game and pivotal uh, in terms of who will win it? Um, I think the Buffs defense definitely has the upper hand here, but I think um, the story a lot of weeks has been the secondary being uh, just really playing at an elite level with Tedrick Thompson and Cheeto, and I think that um, them containing the wide receivers and trying to get a handle on those wildcat packages and the quarterback looks that they're going to get thrown is going to be probably the biggest challenge. Did you just say get a hand on wildcat packages? Get a handle on wildcat packages. Yes. I want to get my hands on some wildcat packages. This is where I say, oh, my God, for a reason. We were just yeah. talking about how I sit here and just what they say. I'm just like, oh, my God. Uh, I don't really know how to recover from that. <laughs> uh, there's, there's no coming back. There's more no, to be. It wasn't bad. 
talked about <laughs> about Arizona. No, but honestly, the Buffs have the upper hand to me across the board, except for those pesky special teams. But well, I mean, Arizona special teams hasn't been good at all either. Well, they're kicker, but there's been a lot of it. It's not like they've been amazing. No, they haven't. But the Buffs should win this game by a large margin. Score? I hadn't thought about it until right now. But I'm going to say, similar to what I thought was going to happen last week, I think the Buffs do get it right on offense. I'll say they win 37-10. And the spread's uh, Colorado... 16-point favorites on the road. So what did you say again? I said 37-10. 37-10. Okay. Allie? Uh, I'm going to say I've been rooting for the Buffs to score a lot more, and I know I just said that this is a game that they offense needs to, like, take the time to do that, but I'm I'm not that – like, I don't know. I think I'm going to go 28-7. to Okay. Um, Sam? Score prediction? I know you don't put it in your your uh, predict uh, preview, but why not now? I mean, they haven't been scoring as much lately, so exactly. it's it's kind of hard for me to give them a big margin. I think their defense is definitely going to hold them. I mean, kind of on the same page as you, like twenty-one-seven, something like that. All right, I've got Arizona finding a way to get two touchdowns at home. I think they'll be able to do it. Uh, I'm going to have them at seventeen points. I'm going to have Colorado finding a way offensively and scoring 38. I've got 38-17. I always like that score, 38-17. You know what score I like the it's best? an interesting score. What? 62-36, baby. <laughs> okay. I know you thought I was going to say like 69-69. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I was waiting for that I know, too. but I, I, th- I had to throw a curve in there. So was Sam. Sam nodded her head. She was waiting for that. Everyone was, Everyone was waiting for you to say something Jake stupid. Jake Shapiro, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Every, that's new name of my autobiography. Everyone was waiting for me to say something stupid. I feel like we had a good name for my <laughs> autobiography goes, I would read last that. weekend. I think we need an autobiography of all the names of the autobiographies <laughs> we come up with. It's like a coffee table book that goes <laughs> along the with first, the autobiography. That's right. the first one I've heard. Oh, really? I do that all the time. Me and Ryan do that all the time. Thank God I haven't heard others. They're not bad. You said that with so much. Thank (laughs) God I haven't heard others. Like, that might be one of our best brands, and you haven't been exposed to it, and I feel so bad for you. Yeah. I feel so bad for you. Well, I wonder if the rest of Buff Nation feels bad for me. Have they been exposed to it? No, this is an us thing. Yeah. This is a V-us thing. Clearly, I'm not as good as friends with you guys as I thought. (laughs) Clearly not. Clearly not. We'll be right back on the BSN Buffs podcast. We haven't decided what we're going to do in the next segment, but it's going to be fun. I promise you that. Stick around. We'll be right back. Euflora is the Apple store of cannabis with three locations, the biggest selection in the state, and a tech-driven shopping experience. Euflora is the only dispensary you need. Euflora has over 75 types of edibles, tinctures, topicals, and drinks, and they have over 20 strains of flour at all times. To see everything Euflora has to offer, go to eufloracolorado.com. That's eufloracolorado.com. When is the last time you went to the Rock Restaurant and Bar on Smoky Hill Road? With 69-cent wings on Mondays, trivia on Tuesdays, and $2 domestics during happy hour and weekends, the Rock Restaurant and Bar is the only choice when I'm in South Aurora. They're open 9 a.m. to 2 a.m. every day, making them a great place for a big breakfast, tasty lunch, or a nice dinner. The Rock is off of Smoky Hill Road, just a few blocks west of E-470. Find them online at therockrest.com. That's therockrest.com. 
Life Flower Dispensary on Leedsdale serves medical and recreational until midnight. We are a one-stop shop and have something for everyone. Whether you're a smoker or prefer to use topical treatments for severe pain, we carry a huge variety of edibles, infused sodas, concentrates, flour, and we even carry glass too. Check out our menu at weedmaps.com for specific strains and price details. Life Flower Dispensary. Open 8 a.m. to 12 a.m. Monday through Sunday. Mention BSN Denver and get 15% off your entire purchase. Back on the PSN Buffs podcast, coming to you from the Blake Street Tavern one more time. Jake Shapiro, Ryan Koningsberg, Sam Weaver, and Ali Monroy here. We've got an all-name draft. Uh, Ali and Sam have teamed up. No, Ali is literally so bad at all-name drafts that she had to bring in reinforcements. Okay. No. She doesn't think it's funny either. What are your thoughts on that? I don't understand that. <laughs> I don't either. Literally, they're the voice of I'm our listeners. <laughs> This is no for this, no, is, no, this segment the, is for Ryan and I. The only person that understands this is my little brother, who's literally like shout out to Nick. Nick. He called Nicky Wings. <laughs> He's you know what? 16. I appreciate the Nicky Wings, even though it's a bad brand. It's still a brand. He gets it. All right. He called brand me the manager, other day baby. and was like, "Wow, you are so bad at the all name team. Like, I don't even know how you get points. Like, you need to like be better at this." And Imagine being like, bad at the all name team. I, I I can imagine that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's real life. Me too. Honestly, this hasn't this segment hasn't been good since uh, what was the team? How you say that? How you say it? Nickel State. Yeah, this this segment hasn't been good since the first time we ever did it. Which Tyler Ziskin was on, which <laughs> makes everything. So we better, have of a course. question. So we we think we found we found a few funny names, <laughs> but can they like they might have an inappropriate context. Make them that. as inappropriate as you want. All right, well, Danny came up with a good <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're going to blame Danny for these. This is Danny's fault. Danny is She's rude. a savage. <laughs> All right, anyways. Uh, actually, yeah, I didn't mention. Allie actually brought in two people to help her. <laughs> hey, no, I just asked Danny what her thoughts were on the ones we already chose. Like, their war room was insane. Drafting this, like putting together their big board. I'm just trying to be like I'm Theo Epstein over here. You're like, you're like John Elway. John Elway. And we've got like the Cleveland Browns general (laughs) management staff over here. Draft day. Which one of them is uh, Jennifer Gardner? (laughs) I don't know. That's a good question. Which one do you want to be, Jenny Gardner? I'm just trying to make everyone proud. I like Jenny from the block. I'm just trying to make everyone proud. I'm trying to get a a nice call from my little brother, (laughs) not insulting me. Um. All right, well, make us proud first. You've We've got some board peeking over here. You've got uh you've got the first oh, You had to look. Yeah, we we'll let the you first. have you the first pick. Make them proud no. first. <laughs> okay. You don't have to take the no, first pick. Like, I mean, you are the Browns after all. Wow. You're going to trade it away and then come back to it in some genius draft day strategy. Right, hold on, we need to discuss. <laughs> uh so Ryan, great podcasting we- right here while they discuss who they're going to pick. How the Broncos? Good. The sports are good. The sports are good. Ah, sports are great. Cubs won. You're on the clock, folks. But we can five, four. How is this taking so long? That one's the easy one. We've literally spent half our lives waiting on Allie. Hey, that is not true. (laughs) She's. I knew that would get her attention. (laughs) This is the worst. (laughs) All right, uh, I'll go first, I guess. 
All right, I am going uh, with uh, maybe maybe a pretty good pick. I, I I'm not sure how I feel about it yet, but uh, I I think he's a really good pick, and we're gonna go hair the hard the bear. <laughs> Hair to hard to bear. Yes. I was looking at the pronunciation guide, and it's literally hair, all caps, dash D, dash A-R-D. Hair to hard. Bear or Hair beer? to hard to bear. Hair to hard to beer. To beer, <laughs> hair not to hard to bear. bear. I can't say that word. We all know that. The say it, the more fun it is. Hair, hair to, to hard to bear. Well, like, imagine, right, so like, <laughs> extremely sharp announcer voice. Oh, now Sam thinks this segment's fun. <laughs> Sam can't even talk into the microphone. Oh, sorry. We, ha we had that on our list, and the picture we saw immediately, and we thought, crap boy. Yeah. We're, so we're, we're an auditory we're analyzing these people now. Yes, we have nicknames around every single person okay. that we took. Make your pick. Ali said the photos were crucial here to our analysis. No, so. it's literally the opposite of that because no okay. one else can see Not their the photos. Photo. I said, all right, you guys said last time you guys were looking at the pictures. That's how, did, not, how did this segment get worse? It's crucial for us. This segment was terrible and it got worse. Okay, go. Sam, go. Okay, we are the Browns. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't. Uh, um. Okay, okay. So, I guess I guess Lorenzo Burns is who we're going with, namely. <laughs> Ryan and I were like, we looked at each other. We looked at the first name that was like, all right, this is okay. We're like, they're totally gonna pick that name, and it's gonna be terrible. Danny colluded, oh, and she so told bad. us. It's so amazing. <laughs> Isn't that how the Browns draft? They're like, I guess we're going <laughs> to take this person. <laughs> All right. So okay. uh, uh, five minutes into the segment, we have two draftees. <laughs> Ryan, keep going. I'm going to go with Kwesi Meshack. Kwesi Meshack. All right. All right. You, uh, you got the snake. Oh, I'm going back to back. Um, you know, this guy's name should be on the pronunciation. Pronunciation. guys. I like that. <laughs> um, but it's not. It's actually no. I'm not going to take him. I'm, I'm making a last minute pick here. Going with Ialua Fenene. Ialua oh, Fenene. Didn't almost swear on the podcast, but that was my next pick. Fenene. Uh, all right. I'm going to have to audible out of that pick then and choose something else. And nice sports reference. I love sports, Ryan. Let me tell you. Uh, how, where did this name go? Okay. This name is so long, it actually didn't fit in the pronunciation guide without turning into a sentence. Uh, Demetrius Flanagan Falls sound like falls. So that's actually one whole name because in the pronunciation guide, there's no space. So it's Demetrius Flanagan Falls sound like falls. Yo, low key though, Arizona's notes package is trash. Like Dave Platty helped these mans out. Yeah, seriously. Like, they are the Browns of. Wait, it wasn't even my pick, packages. it was their pick. No, it wasn't. Oh, it was my pick. No, wait, it was my pick because they passed on their pick. No, it's their pick now. Alright, whatever. Okay, well, I don't. <laughs> really you really, you, you really gotta pick up the pace here, Al. I was misled about the entire premise of this game. I would like to clarify. I've never understood the premise of this game, which is probably why... It's in the name. Allie being so bad at this game is making it way better. Like, it makes this segment good again. It makes it great again. Yes. Making it great again. Now give your pick. Um, ah, I know. I'm thinking. 
Why is this so hard? I don't know. Which is. You could do that, but I don't think either of you are equipped to do that. That was savage. All right. I get my. I made. I'm just trying to fit in, you know, making some puns and all that. Um. I don't know, guys. If you don't make a pick, my head is going to explode. How did you that? That's the point. That's the point. How is this still going? People are listening to this. All right, Chachu, Chacho, Uyoa. Okay, you, you guys actually have this pick again because it's snake. So uh, no, they're done. They're done. <laughs> They've disqualified. No, I think we should go back to us. Okay, go again. No, not back to back. No, it's back to back. That's how it works. I don't want to. Okay, so we just made dirty jokes about their coach's name. <laughs> it's it's. Tim Cummins, and we just <laughs> made dirty jokes about it. That's the best name you guys have picked. Congratulations. <laughs> Do you want to know the dirty joke? <laughs> oh, my God. I don't think so. Uh, is it clean for the podcast? Blank in his... <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, blank, blank, no, blank. No, 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 coming no. out there on the field. Oh my God. Uh, that wasn't us. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to okay. Danny. <laughs> we, uh, I'm going to recover the segment. I also am going to go with an assistant coach. Uh, this time, one that doesn't get enough recognition, I think. Uh, also, very low on that, uh, on that, uh, that chart, uh, the assistance charts. Defensive graduate assistant, Davey Noodle. <laughs> it's good. I don't think that's funny. <laughs> okay. I hate this uh, game. Just to get us out of here. Can we go back to the headline? I'm going to pick, I think it's pronounced this way, Q-O-L-E Wilson. Q apostrophe U-O-L-E. I always wonder when there's an apostrophe in the name if you say Q apostrophe O-A. Like, you, like you, you say it vernacularly? Like No. That would be amazing if, like, people put a positive. Thank you all for listening to the worst I'm segment sorry. in BSN. This is the death. This, this, is, this will be the last all-name draft of all time. I hope so. It's over. I really hope so. Please schedule Nichols again, Rick George. Please <laughs> schedule Nichols. It's dead. This was uh, the last I'm one. I'm sorry, guys. I tried to make you all proud, but I really just don't understand Thank this you thing. for suffering through the last one with us. It was just as painful for us as it was Stay for you. Your thoughts on your Goodbyes are never easy. Uh, thanks for uh, having us on the wherever you listen to us. But uh, we were from the Blake Street Tavern. Uh, Ryan Konigsberg, Sam Weaver, Ali Monroy, Jake Shapiro. For all of our content, follow us on bsndenver.com, bsndbuffs on Twitter and Facebook. Shoot us a like, shoot us a follow, do all those things. Follow Sam on Twitter at Samantha N. Weaver. Follow Ali on Twitter at Ali Monroy 11. Follow Ryan on Twitter at Ryan Konigsberg. Me on Twitter at Shapalicious. Thanks for following, and we'll see you. I'm so sorry. Next week.